Good afternoon and welcome to the business community on Calon FM. Well, welcome to the business community on Calon FM with me, Tracy Jones. And me, Heather Noble. And our guest in the studio today is Rich Brady. Hello, Rich. Hi, guys. How's it going? Very good. Now, Rich, you were a regular on Talking Business and uh, we've now got you in the studio for the business community. Might not let you go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see how it goes. And I've booked out the next three hours for this show. So. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> stop whatever you're doing. We're only joking. We, we do go off air at two. I think they'll pull the plug out if we try and stay any longer. Rich, do you want to fill in the listeners, if they haven't heard you already speaking on Talking Business, what um, companies you represent and what you're here to talk about today? Well, we, we've we been running a couple of... I've been in representing a couple of brands, really. Uh, Denby Army Surplus was the original. That was the company my parents started in 1988. Um, Recruit Packs have been in to talk about that, which is a brand that we launched in 2013. Um but a, a few things have changed over the last, well, since we did our strategic business analysis. Yeah, at, last um, July. Last yeah. July, yeah. Um, quite a lot's happened in the last 12 months. So we've kind of brought that all under one company now. So rather than having different companies, it's one company, Brady Global Limited, um, and the brands underneath that. And um, yeah, we're, so we're here to talk a bit about that and um, my mission, which is family to come first. Yeah, so this part of the show is normally when we have a topical discussion. So uh, the the part about I mean there's so much that has gone on since you you did the strategic business analysis program and I've watched that from a distance but the this strong theme that's come out of it is families come first and so we thought we'd make that the topical discussion this week great and so families come first is the strap line on your own personal website where did it come from um it started off as one of our truths so we've got um a, a checklist, really, of truths or values that we make decisions by and operate within. Um, and family comes first within there. But over the last kind of six months, it, it became very apparent that actually that's not one of our truths at all. It's actually the, the main reason why I get up in the morning and why we do our thing. So it's actually it's actually our mission. So I need to kind of move it out of our truths and, it, and then it becomes our mission. Um, and um, that I think that that's my parents' fault, I guess. Um, as I alluded to before, 1988, they took a gamble and they came out of their careers as a teacher and a florist to start up their own business. Everyone thought they were mad. Um, <laughs> and I suppose they were in a way, weren't they? Were, well, yeah, I guess. But off. that's there's nothing wrong with being a little bit mad, I suppose. No, nope. um, I find it helps. <laughs> <laughs> So they took this gamble of, of coming out of a career to start something completely fresh. And they did it because they wanted greater independence, more flexibility, um, and to provide my brother and I with you know, a brilliant childhood, which is what we got. Um, and so that's kind of, I guess that's where the seed was planted. And I, I vowed as a, as a, in my school years that I would never, ever work with my parents at all. Um, <laughs> So I ended up going into engineering, so um, I, I dropped out my A-levels because I was too busy learning to play guitar instead of going to my maths lectures. Um, I ended up at college, did an engineering kind of foundation course, got work experience, got an apprenticeship off the back of that. So I went into um, mechanical engineering and I did that for four or five years and then was really st stressed, I guess is the word, and was being micromanaged and... Um, 
not very happy and I just thought I oh, do you know what I'm not enjoying myself so I quit and I went to Australia for seven weeks with my brother I think we toured around and then came back and and dad kind of gave me this e-commerce software that he'd had gathering dust I said look we need a a shopping cart website um can you do that while you look for another engineering job and I never never really left um so I was in charge of e-commerce and and digital marketing and then using Facebook and YouTube was uh, quite a good way of us to kind of boost our port uh, our what's the word I'm looking for present thank you very much um and then they made me managing director in 2011 and then in 2014 I managed to secure a place on the Lead Wales program which was 10 months one day a week at Bangor Uni um leadership development and that I've been putting off going on that because we never have enough time, do we, as business yeah, owners? Yeah. I know I, I haven't got too much. I've got too much on. I've got too much on. So never, never really got around to it. And then um, it got to the point where we needed to recruit. And I thought, well, I'm, I've worked for people that can't lead and manage. And and I think that happens more often than not. Is that people are very very good at the tasks that they do and their job, and then they get promoted into a leadership position, but not given any mm. support. Um, and then. And that and that's that's what happened to me post apprenticeship. I, literally Thursday, I, I finished my apprenticeship, and on a Thursday that afternoon, my manager came in and said, "Oh, Rich, can you come and have a chat?" With us? And I went in, and he was sat there, and HR was sat there. I thought, "Oh God, what's going on here?" And I said, "All right, we want you to take over quality engineering department." Um, I was like, "Oh right, great." When I seconded you in there for six months, so I, was like, I was like, "Brilliant." So when do I start? They said, "Tomorrow morning." <laughs> wow. Okay. So, right. Okay. <laughs> so so the next morning. I walk in I'm not putting my white coat on off the line I'm in a shirt and tie and I'm in this engineering department and oh literally overnight I'd gone from being taught for the past three or four years by all these guys my peers my mentors to inspecting their work with no kind of guidance or support or anything and it was horrible <laughs> you know I remember vividly I remember having to take this tray of components back to a guy that I was very good friends with and telling him that they weren't to drawing. Oh, um, and and it was just really, really horrible. And I swore, I swore that whenever it got to the time where we took people on, um, that I would never make them feel that way. So I needed to become a better leader. Um, so I invested time and, and effort into that. So when you then did that, obviously that 10-week programme or whatever, and plus then your experience and knowledge took you to a place where you have a business where you start to think about what's our purpose what we're trying to achieve and it's you couldn't have done that without that that training so with the families come first thing uh, do you have a family I do okay and do your how many people work within your business and do they are they all have they all got children so we've got a bit of a mix so um so Keely's got a seven-year-old son who's in the same class as my daughter at school um so she's the only other team member that has kids, yep. except for my parents, obviously, because yeah. um, I'm their child. Yep. Um, and then we've got a couple of guys that work for us, and they're eight, both 18. So they actually both started with us on work experience. Um, and then Holly we took on at the beginning of the year because I w- desperately needed help in the marketing area because I was just, as well as being MD, I was also doing all the marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a partner and two dogs and a cat and l- lots of animals. But So it's a bit of a mix. And, but um, I think that's the thing. When we think of family, traditionally, it it is about 
do you have children? But now we live in a world where you might not have children, but you might have mm. relatives that you care for. So family is a, you know, it's a thing anyway. It's not just children come first. It's it's, it's the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, and that's quite an interesting point because I'm trying to, I'm trying to articulate what what families comes first means, and that's really difficult. And because just because I've got a really good relationship with my mum and dad doesn't mean that the people that work for me might have a really good relationship with mum and dad. So family to them might be something, something different. different. So it needs to be, a, a, it can't be like bloodlines, can't be just family. It's got to be a bit more holistic than that. And so f- for me, in terms of family comes first, I've got my f- kind of biological family. Then I've got my work family, the team that are around me. Um, and then th- the impact that that has on their family, which then encompasses the community and then the world as a whole. So, mm. um, yeah, so fam- family... It's different things to different people, mm. and that's why it's really difficult to articulate <laughs> kind of why it's important. But um, it's, I guess, it's about trust and understanding and forgiveness, and if we and and tolerance, tolerance, yeah. So if I can, you know, because as family members, as biological family members, now we upset and annoy and frustrate people all the time, but we don't sack them as a family member because of that, or we don't. Put, <laughs> not always you know, oh, no <laughs> we don't exclu- exclude them but yeah. that's the sort of thing that happens in a workplace or in mm. education it's is there's these kind of stringent rules and regs and if you don't f- if you don't meet that then you're off um where and i'm a firm believer that actually if we can be a bit more tolerant a bit more understanding and a bit more flexible then we can do some amazing things together and Oh, sorry, oh, sorry Tracy. <laughs> just so I was just as you were saying that I was thinking, okay, so that's great, and and you know anybody listening who's thinking, well, this is all very touchy feely, but from a business point of view, what's the benefit? You know, if you're a, if you're a, if you're dyed in the wall, hard nosed business person, yeah, okay, what what does this mean in terms of the business? What do you think it does? I guess I'm not a hard nosed business person. Uh, I do think, you think, I think you have to be though for it? To, I think there's, I think it's got weight. I'm just thinking about what. The, the hard-nosed business people who are listening, would if say, you're out there. Well, they, they would say I'm mad, I think. <laughs> but they're probably the same people that thought my dad was mad when he quit teaching to sell army surplus on a Sunday market. Mm. That, that sort of leads on to the question that I was going to ask. So I'm glad we went in that order. And that is that, that there's another element to the families come first, isn't there? It's like your initial why you're doing it. Yes. So your family... Uh, your parents chose to start their business to give you and your brother a good childhood and I think sometimes uh, and thinking about my parents who are self-employed and you know that sometimes you you then forget that that was the reason you set up in business Mm. because you spend all the time putting your energy into your business and forget that the reason you set it up in the first place was for the family family. so it's finding that balance isn't it that works for both yeah and I so I have an amazing life I, I live like 20, 25 minutes walk from the office. So in the morning, I get up, I go for a walk with the dog, I get back, I make breakfast for Rach and Maggie. Um, Rach goes off to work, and then Maggie and I, we walk the dog to her school, drop her off at school, and then I walk the dog up to the office. And I have that flexibility because I'm a, a business owner and a business leader. But why should why should that flexibility, why, why should being able to take your kid to work be reserved to just the business leaders it mm. just doesn't sit yeah. right mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. so um i try to facilitate that flexibility um and we've got we've got some way to go because we haven't got all the systems in place and we um you know we haven't got that balance right internally where 
you because a lot of critics would say well you're just going to give them free reign and they're not going to do any work and they're just going to be doing it and they're assuming the worst of people yeah really. it's so, actually quite the opposite isn't it and that because i have a view that and that's the reason why i ask about the you know the bottom line and the impact on the business because actually a happy workforce a workforce that feels able to have that flexibility is less resentful of work is more hard working because they appreciate what they've got mm-hmm. in terms of that relationship and that impacts on the the overall business and and you know the profitability or whatever the mission yeah. might be of that business so i think it there is a purpose to it other than it being nice <laughs> Um, and, oh, yeah, it and will it have a positive accept- impact yeah, on the bottom line without a shadow of a doubt. It should be uh, available to, to everybody, to you're right, yeah. not just people who are at the top of a business. Yeah, it will be. It will have a, a hugely positive impact on the bottom line. But yeah, you have. I think you have to do it fundamentally. Right you have reason. to do it this way around. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't go, oh, you know, we're going we're gonna to make the bottom line look really, really good and then do it. No, no. You have yeah. to do it this way around. Of course, of course. Okay, I, I knew we'd need about two or three hours to discuss, but I'm going to interrupt you to play some music while we pause for breath. As you know, we like our events on this show, and I've got a couple for you. One that is taking place at the end of this month Um and actually, well, it's actually taken place twice, so you've got no excuse for not going. Uh, Super Fast Business Wales are running a Google AdWords Seven Steps to Success workshop. They're um, they're only two hour workshops. They're free. Thirty first of July at um, the Village Hotel at St David's in Deeside, and 9th of August at Conwy Business Centre. Uh, I think it sounds great. It's something that you know we all need to understand a bit more and I think it's a nice bite-sized way of just getting either reacquainting yourself with what you need to know or actually just focusing on paying some attention to it um, and then going on into August uh, in Manchester uh, something that I think looks quite interesting if you are in business and your business is related to sport this might be something that floats your boat um, they talk a lot about the northwest sports scene being really vibrant with loads of you know not just football but loads of other stuff going on and they've got um, it's from 7:30 till about quarter past nine um, and then there's networking and their speakers are um, uh, Andrew Cook who's regional director of Bromwood but the ones that I think are quite interesting Daniel Gidney who is uh, CEO of Lancashire County Cricket Club and John Dutton who is the CEO of Rugby League World Cup 2021 um, so there will be ad- additional um, people present I just thought that looked like a good one I'll put links for both of those on the podcasted version which is sitting on our website which is thebusiness.community but Rich, you've got an event that you want to share with us that's a biggie. Yes, um, Small Business Saturday, first Saturday in December every year. It's the first, I think that falls on the 1st yeah. of December this year. So I've been part of that campaign since we entered Recruit Packs as one of their Small Business 100. So every year they pick 100 um, brands, businesses um, that they shout about at 100 days build up to Small Business Saturday. So um, that's how I got involved in the campaign. And then I've been a small business champion um, ever since. And what, what does it involve? What is Small Business Saturday? What it's, goes on? It, it's a campaign, a national campaign, that is designed to help and support and showcase um, the fantastic variety of small businesses that we've got in the UK. Um, and regionally, are there, there different events that are going on? There, There's generally regional events, yes. Um, I'm waiting to confirm 
details of any that'll be up here. Um, but yeah, if you go to Small Business Saturday um, UK.co.uk, then any of the events will be on there. So they're not just face-to-face events either. So you say they're, they're sh- showcasing companies on social media yeah. and online as well. Yes, um, and they do webinars and they get um, industry experts in to come and do different things online and face-to-face. So. What do you feel you got out of being involved with Small Business Saturday? We were chatting about this um, just before. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know whether we're, I got any additional sales out of actually being in the Small Business 100. Um, but as you know, I'm an avid social um, marketing uh, user or social media user, should I say. Um, so I videoed and documented the whole process, which we are then able to put on our social media channels, um, which elevated our presence. And, you know, as soon as you start mentioning big national campaigns like that and the FSB and, um, you know, uh, when they had an event in Wrexham, I, I was photographed and met with Tommy Watson, you know, deputy leader of the Lady Labour Party. And he commented so i had a good quote from that so came on to this i think that was was that my was that the entry yeah that's right yeah Yeah. oh yeah you (laughs) guess of course you came down yeah Yeah. um so so i had all of that collateral that i could use on my social channels to raise the profile of the business but um more the bigger thing from that i think was the doors that it opened so because i was because i was recognized as a small business 100 business um the the FS, the local FSB guys p- picked it up and we were, we were members. So I got invited to do stuff with them. And then I got invited to do um, an interview at a dinner that the FSB and Denbyshire County Council were putting on. Um, so then that um, introduced me to a lot of people quite high up in Denbyshire County Council, which I'm, st- you know, I still have conversations with. So it's, it's really helped my relationship with the local authority. Um, so I can, you know, I've got, there, there are people in there that I can pick their brains of um, and then they can kind of steer me in other directions. So one example I said, I, I had a meeting with the leader of um, Denbyshire County Council and I was, said, oh, we're planning to redevelop and we're doing this fantastic thing with um, shipping containers. What do you think planning will be like? He said, oh, just invite the head of planning down and talk him through it. Um, so from that, I, I invited him down. I said, oh, Hughes said, you know, would you, he said that you'd come down and discuss what I'm doing. He said, yeah, okay. So we came down and I had, because we're building out containers, I nicked a load of my daughter's Duplo blocks. And I said, <laughs> right, well, this is kind of what we're thinking. Because I think when you first say we're going to build out containers, people just think you're going to be a cold steel room with a load of chairs yeah. in it. But but the design we've got is beautiful. And he went, I can't see us having any problems with that. So just get the architects to send stuff through. And we got planning. So it's having, it, it's having those people and those doors that you can knock on and just a bit of a sounding board um, outside of my normal sphere of influence. So even though you don't might not get direct customers from it, as is the way with a lot of networking, you don't expect to get the customers from the people you're immediately speaking to. There are bigger benefits for your business. Oh, huge, yeah. huge, yeah. And it's, it is what you do with it. It's like with any any award, any any opportunity, any piece of PR, it's how you use that for your business. Yeah. And I think that's the key. I mean, the thing I like about Small Business Saturday is it's not only retail, no, because you know very often it sounds like something that oh it's just it's just in, independence on the high street. Uh, yeah, it's it's small businesses of all kinds, and it's sort of intended to to just 
demonstrate to people that there are loads of small businesses out there doing great work. And I think particularly where we are at the moment with the high street and the large nationals who are just laying people off left, right and centre and disappearing, then small business has, has a real opportunity to emerge. And I think it's if you're involved with this, it's how how mm. where you wave your flag and, and then what you do with that yeah. that's the we, benefit. We talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? the changing face of the high street mm. is that people want a better shopping experience yeah yep. and small businesses can often offer that's, that yeah that's they? where you get it yeah for sure for sure yeah you're listening to the business community on Callan fm with tracy jones that's me with heather noble that's her and my guest today is rich brady and he's brought with him a pile of books it's lovely we isn't it, it. We, we and we don't books. know some of them <laughs> i have well, you know. i know that you guys talk about a book on your show um <laughs> And I really struggled to pick one book, so I yeah, thought that's I'd a bit just mean, isn't it? Pick one, grab book. a stack off the uh, off the library shelf, and yeah. So yes. talk us through your books. These these are books that you've you've picked off. That obviously they're not hidden behind others, so they've been reasonably recently used. Haven't I've they? read all of them, bar that one this year. Okay. Um, so I've, there's a stack of five there for those of you that are listening. Okay, um, so that one there is Think and Grow Rich, which, which we, we have a lot of people will have heard of that. I think um, yeah. it's quite an iconic book. A lot of people go back to it. I've read it twice now. I think it suggests you read it three times. Yeah. Um, the reason I put it in there is because it's very interesting when you read a lot of books and almost cross over with your books. You see, you you, you find things that, that resonate, and you can see that in other. Yeah. author's yep. writing as well um, and quite a lot of things you know uh, the thinking grow rich thing is right just set a goal keep telling yourself about that one goal and it'll eventually come true and that's quite that's a good synergy with um, Simon Sinek's start with why so you know you find what your purpose is in life and, and then you work out what your how and your, and your what are um, and then that that kind of crosses over to Key Person of Influence, which I know that you've... Yeah, you've, a big favourite. Yeah, that's yeah, a really good book. Lots yeah. of good takeaways in that. But that's, again, that's finding out what your passion is and what one thing is that you want to be um, and known for. Was it on the back of reading this book that you went to meet him in person? So I, I read Key Person of Influence quite a few years ago. Um, and then they... The, the Dent Global Group, which is Daniel Priest's company, um, they have a lot of online surveys that you can do, and it'll give print you out a, st- st- a scorecard, should I say? Um, so I did the KPI one, and it tells you how um, influential you are, um, and then you obviously end up on a mailing list. And um, I had a phone call from one of their guys, and they said, "Oh, you've done that." And I said, "Well, I've I've already read the book." And because you got, I think if you do one of their, oh, this is a good tip. If you do one of their surveys, they'll send you a free copy of the book. Wow. Um, so, and there's four books and four, dif- I think there's four different surveys now too. So, um, so if you do one of their surveys, then you'll end up on their mailing list, but you could get a free book out of it, a, a, a PDF version or an actual hard copy. So I said, oh, I've already, I've already read it. It's really, really good. So, right. Well, have you read Oversubscribe? I said, no. He said, I'll send it to you. So I had this before Christmas. So I reread them both over Christmas and New so Year. So we've not seen Oversubscribed. What's that That's really about? good. That's, um, takes you through step by step in how in how to generate an audience large larger than um the number of products or the, the 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 capacity of the service you can provide so that you'll always sell out and then you can start charge you can charge a pr- you can charge a premium mm-hmm. for that so you're never having to worry mm-hmm. about selling tickets because 
you've got a 30 ticket an event that's got 30 tickets for sale you've got 150 people up queuing up to buy them then you, you're always going to sell out so that there's some real and that's what i love about actual daniel Priestley's books is there's loads of actionable content it's really easy to read you can jump in and out of sections it's uh, easy to relate to isn't yes. it yes i think that's yeah. yeah it's got good context how does it compare to key person of influence um i think it's just as good yeah yeah just, just as a, good a different angle on on business and yeah so it's a different stage i guess yeah um so once you've once you've i guess once you've found out where you want to be a kpi in and you want to start selling a product or doing talking events or promoting your service work out what work out what your capacity is and then the and, and that's what they talk about in the book is once you know what your capacity is as soon as you've got one more, one more person wanting what you've got then you're oversubscribed so and that's the trick is to have more people wanting it than what you've got I like the sound of that one yeah really? it's well yeah, it's, it's on the list definitely worth doing um, what else have we got the Tony Robbins book Unshakable I was given as a gift um, and that so that talks about your financial freedom um, and and maybe maybe sacrificing a little bit short term for long term gain so that's quite an interesting read in terms of um, you know, not cutting your nose off to spite your face, really. But what what I loved about Tony Robbins was, um, and that's been echoed in by a couple of other thought leaders, really, was that um, if you're grateful, and that's where real wealth comes from, and that's what he touches at the end of the book. If, if you're grateful for things, then you can't be, you can't, you can't be angry, you can't be judgmental. If you're truly grateful for the things that go on around you and and that's kind of one of our one of our other truths is today can be a good day it's very easy to believe that we live in a, a horrible and terrifying world um but actually we're it's the safe we're living on a planet that's the safest we've ever been we're being paid more than we've ever been paid i'm not dis not disputing there are some people living in poverty but as a general rule we're earning more money people are safer um we're better educated than we've ever been in the history of mankind um, yeah, if you watch the nine o'clock or the ten o'clock news, fear we're all going to hell in a handcart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I'm a firm believer that today can be a good day. I stopped watching news and reading newspapers a long time ago, and the world becomes a much nicer place. I've just started. Um, I say just about ninety, hundred odd days ago, I started keeping a five minute daily journal, which I got from Tim Ferriss. So you start off the day with um, three things that you're grateful for. Um, three things that you want to achieve that day two affirmations and then at the end of the day you say right what three amazing things that happened and then how could you have dealt with something a bit better um and that's really really good because it makes you focus on the little things because yeah. you can't write right goals for today drive in a ferrari you can't write that down every day because it's not going <laughs> to happen so small so it's the small things yeah. like um having a family breakfast because that doesn't happen very often because rach has to leave quite early for work Maggie tends to like her lie-ins, but on the odd occasion she wakes up and the three of us sit around a table on a working week and having breakfast, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, being able to walk the dog to work, um, you know, so little things. And if you start looking at things like that, then the world is, you yeah. begin to realise the world is an amazing place. Okay, so two more books. What else have we got here? Two more books. So um, Permission permission to Screw Up, fantastic read by Kristen Hadid. Um, uh a young woman over in the States doing fantastic things. She was at college and she wanted to buy herself a pair of jeans that cost $100. Her parents wouldn't pay for them, so she had to go and generate $100 somewhere. So she ended up cleaning someone's apartment. 
and she's gone from cleaning that one apartment to establishing um, Student Made, which is a cleaning company that only employs students that are currently studying. Um, and and that demographic, as you will hear all over the business community, is is millennials yeah. and the iGen, which is a, a, another term I've, I've oh, heard recently, heard the iGen well, generation, I-Gen. who apparently are unemployable, lazy people. Uh, and she has this remarkable way of turning them into brilliant leaders, positive people that take action, that are cleaning toilets for a living and loving what they do. So, um, and she talks about her, the, the the struggles that she's had, the mistakes she's made. Um, but again, lots of great takeaways from that. Um, so that's that's definitely worth a read. Permission. I've not come across that. Permission one to screw that's... up. And that, and like I said to you both before off air. It was Simon Sinek's team, and probably a lot of people would have heard of Simon Sinek. It was them that pointed me in her direction. Um, Simon loves her work, and she loves Simon's work. I'm glad you've said his name, because we were here when we were talking about him. Simon Sinek, Simon Sinek, (laughs) Simon. It it ended up just being Simon, didn't it? Simon, (laughs) yeah. Just on that, you did mention off-air that uh, that book was signposted to you by Simon's team. Yes. Because you just contacted them about an issue that you'd got and you wondered if they'd got any recommendations and that's something that or yeah any tips or any guidelines and that's something that so few of us actually do actually think about making an approach and reaching out to somebody and actually saying I've got a problem Mm. I don't know how to fix it got any ideas yeah engaging with the author the person who wrote the book yeah Yeah. I'm very good at asking questions and knocking on doors because the the worst possible thing that can happen is they say yeah. no and I'm just where I was anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. So, um, well, if yeah, brilliant. And so the last one? Uh, the last one is The End of Average. And I can't remember who referred this book to me. It's a brilliant read by a guy called Todd Rose. Um, and it talks a lot about how we're all, always compared to the average. So average... Average sales of a business this size is X. So if you're doing less than that, then you're worse than average. Or if you're doing better than that, then you're above average. Um, it talks, of, you know, the way we grade kids at school and in education, we're, we're measured against what an average person should be at such an age. Um, and it and it it talks about the the superbly brilliant thing that we're all individuals and that actually when you look at the if you look at an average score and then compare the scores of all the individuals nobody is close to average at all um so we're all being measured against this mythical average which is supposed to be like well originally average was like embodied the perfect solution and then it was twisted to oh people are just average um, so yeah, so it subscribes to my want for you know the whole family comes first and embracing people's individuality, um, and it it's it's quite good. I'm having I'm reading lots of stuff in and around alternative education methods because I'm a bit I'm a bit disillusioned with the education system that we've got at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm a governor for a, a junior school and I'm, I sit on the Wales is apprenticeship advisory board um so I'm trying to do my bit to to try and help big institutions realize actually all these people that we're putting through these systems are individuals and they all have different wants and needs and they will excel at things at very very different rates well, it's like trying to apply one measure to a really really complex thing yeah. you know I mean it, it's just 
it's it's nonsense. There's more different about it than there's the Absolutely, same. Absolutely, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just one factor. So all of these books, totally inspiring. Mm. Um, if you um, haven't got the budget to go out and buy all of these books, obviously you could uh, have a look on fourminutebooks.com. We love that website. Oh, I don't know about that. Four-minute oh. books. Four-minute books. There's a, a young guy on there. I, I'm assuming he's young. He is quite well, yeah, unless yeah. it's a very old photo, but yes, he, he looks quite young. Yeah. <laughs> that happens sometimes. That's a trick I it? use. Yeah. Um, he, he reads... Uh, okay. A load of books, and then he does a summary, but they're mm-hmm. always really good summaries, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, he takes three like key it. messages. He puts in a couple of quotes. Summarizes it in a sentence. Yeah, and yeah. who it's for. Who, who it's for. You know, who it would be useful for. Key takeaways. Yeah, yeah. And and then he obviously he links into Blinkist, which is a another app that we've uh, reviewed. And um, but you could go to the library as yeah. well. The library yeah. could help. Um, and if the library hasn't got one of these books, ask them because they'll probably be able to source it from somewhere else. So. Yeah, maybe I should take some advice from that because my, my book, when I say these books have not been shoved behind others, it's because I've got really deep bookcases <laughs> and they're about three books deep. deep yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, so I, I, I read a lot. I think one thing I would like to mention is that you don't have to read these books, just read whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Find some time every day mm-hmm. to just read um, and you will find people, authors that think the same way as you You'll find people that don't think the same way as you, but that's not a bad thing either because it's good to have our ideals and our ideas challenged. Um, but yeah, so I read them and then they go on the shelf in the office and, and then anybody's, you know, anybody can just pick them up and have a read. Um, I will make sure that all of these are on the blog, which is on our website, thebusiness.community, so that you can easily find all of the books that we've talked about this afternoon. This is the part of the show when we usually talk about a guru... Although I think Rich is our guru for today. Oh, gosh, um, uh, don't know about that. Well, aspire to be. <laughs> aspire to be. I'll tell you one thing. I did type in um, somewhere um, business gurus, and I ended up getting um, job uh, sites that had jobs that had the title guru in them. Ooh. Really? And a, yeah. It oh. was. It was. Wow, so you're then I was on a whole thing. I was like, right, I'm going to go. I'm going to do a search for jobs as business guru. You'd have to be a confident person to apply for a job that had well, guru. In fairness, a lot of them were in India, but okay. <laughs> but it was just. A, oh my goodness! <laughs> there it is on Indeed.com or whatever business guru. Anyway, um, we're not talking about a guru today, but I think it would be really helpful just given that his name has been mentioned and given that you also referred right at the beginning of the show, Rich, to the why, mm-hmm. you know, why, why your business um, puts family first. Uh, and we've talked about Simon Sinek or Simon Sinek in the past on the show. Yeah, you've got me questioning how to <laughs> yeah, say we're, we're all going to, yeah, I think we'll just email him and say, <laughs> how do you say it? Um, but, but that why, so what is your why? What, you know, how did... How did the Sinex Sinex thing work for you and, and how did you tap into what your why is? Well, I mean, my why is family comes first. and I th- So I think it's always been that, but it's only in the last kind of eight months that I've realised that that's what it what is. What it is, yeah. Um, so previously, I thought it was um, to nurture resilience. And in fact, if you look at the, the Brady Global website, the nurture resilience is still says our mission um, but I need to rearrange how things look or how things are because that's not because if nurture, if nurture resilience was our mission that's what would be up on our office wall yep. right now and that's what I'd be here talking about but it's not it's family comes first yep. um, so I think it's always been my why but it's only in recent months that I've realized oh yeah that's what I'm trying to do for for 
myself, my team, community. And that's what I'm trying to do. You know, you mentioned my role as Small Business Saturday champion. Um, the, the stuff I'm putting out there, I'm trying to help other small business owners kind of become more efficient to give them more time so they can still generate revenue, but also that they can spend more time with their family. That's what I'm trying to do. There's another why, though. There's, another, there's the families come first, and we can see that's your why there. But there's another element to what you do, which is like the Small Business Saturday. It's the getting involved as a governor. It's the getting involved with town councils and things. There's, there's a why. There's a reason why you're helping other businesses as well. So where does that come from? Well, I think that's still a why, because yeah. this comes... I guess if you think of family just as blood relatives, then um, the stuff that I'm doing doesn't make sense. But if you think of, well, I've got my my parents as my family and my brother, and I've got Rach, Maggie, and myself as a family. And then, I've, but then I've also got my work family, um, so the team that are around me. And then I've got the, my family community, so that would take my governor role. And then my business family, which would be other business owners. So they're still families. It's yeah. still family mm-hmm. comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, how we and you've got the golden circle out in front yeah, of you. Just, um, yeah, just so the the how we do it is is will be our truth. So um, today can be a good day. Um, you can have fun at work. Um, mistakes can be good. I'm challenging myself now to see if I can reel them all off. Um, uh, nurture resilience so that I'm, I still want to nurture resilience. I still think it's extremely important. So I'm going to swap out family comes first from my truths and bring nurture resilience in. Um, solving problems and helping people makes good things happen. Um, I think the team are listening, so they'll be they'll be yeah. like, "They're going, you've missed this is one. it, Rich, this is it." Um, <laughs> so what's I've got five there, haven't I? There is eight. We'll let you off the other oh, three. We'll you. let you off the um, other three. So, and in terms of what we do, well, actually, it doesn't matter what we do. Um, as long as we're, as long as family comes first, and the team are making all their decisions by those truths, what we do um, is essentially up to, I, I guess, what they want to do. And now, at the moment, our, our flagship brand is Das Outdoors, formerly Denby Army Surplus, um, it was originally an army surplus business, but we've we've repositioned where we're going because we've seen that kind of era ending. Um, we're now Das Outdoors. We make fantastic outdoor shelters from repurposed parachutes. And how we satisfy our why with Das Outdoors is we're trying to help a million families get outside and having fun um, underneath our shelters in all sorts of weathers. And, and tr- traditionally, our natural customer would be a bushcrafter or a wild camper, someone that's always going out. Um, but they will always come to us and buy shelters and they will always get outside. Um, but there is a there's a swathe of families that aren't getting outside at all because they've never had the opportunity, it's never been introduced to them or they think it's a bit too beyond their capabilities. So the way That's Outdoors brand is going is is we're, we're trying to help those families just go and spend time, you know, throw a sheet over your... Um, the washing line in the garden, build a den, and go and you know have a picnic under it or read a story. Dens, under it. we used to dens. make dens. That's all basically the time. what we produce is it, it, dens. dens. So you know, last week Keely and I were invited into the local school that I'm a governor at, and we did den building with thirty uh, odd kids. Um, took a couple of water pistols to test their dens at the end I don't of it. Think it was you great. ever grow out of loving a den? Do no, no, I don't think you do. I th- um, well, I think my duvet is the equivalent of a den now. <laughs> you know, we, I mean, I used to put a, a blanket across. We had a swing. I used to put the blanket across the support of the swing and spend hours in there. 
<laughs> so yeah, I think more den building. More den building for grown ups, not never mind kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, we another one of our brands that we, we haven't launched yet is um, Malmo International, and and my dad's been ma- manufacturing tug of war boots. Um, bizarrely for the last 10 or 15 years and that's something that we know we can do more with but one of the things that I learned from the SBA that we did last year was that we're trying to be too many people uh, too many things for too many people all at the same time and we weren't laser focused so everything's been put on hold apart from Das Outdoors so the the Malmo International brand will be a a power fitness brand but primarily targeting tug of war and I want to introduce a schools program um, that will we'll, so we'll go in as a grassroots level because tug of war is perfect for team building, communication, and building resilience. Um, so, so again, that's fitting in with our family comes first. Why we can do all that within the criteria of our truths. Um, so, so yeah. So we've gone from an army surplus. Now we're repurposing um, parachutes into outdoor shelters. Uh, on in the Behind the scenes, we've got a project that could help start building resilience and communication within young people through the art of tug of war. Um, there's there's an element of me, and if my dad's he's going to cut me off, I mean, <laughs> if my dad's listening, go, oh, a part of me thinks that we should get into some sort of um, education and schooling because I think that there is an uh, there's an opportunity there for an alternative method to teaching. Yeah, if we had a production team now behind the glass, they'd be doing that wind it up sign. So instead, I've got to be the party pooper and say, (laughs) (laughs) we've come to the end of the show. However, um, you've got so much to talk about. And I think uh, you're you're welcome back any time, Rich. So uh, thank you very much for joining us today. And thank you, everybody, for listening. You've been listening to The Business Community with me, Heather Noble. And me, Tracy Jones. Join us next week for more news, views and reviews from the world of business.